Welcome to Back to the Shack. I am your host, Big Bad Blair. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Please, as always, like and share. You can't shut me up. You can't dumb me down. I'm Tyros. I'm Wireless. I'm your alpha male on beta blockers. Okay. Well, I, I think I've given enough space in between my uh, podcasts. And the reason why I go about doing this this way is so I can compile enough information so I have enough material to use. Um, and lately, since it's just past the 40th anniversary of our Charter Rights and Freedoms in Canada and how they've been used as nothing but shit wipe by these shithead, elitist, globalist, piece of fucking crap, global, I just fucking shills of, and trolls that call themselves human beings. I I don't like people like Mark Ertzen, David Lametti, and Justin Trudeau. Uh, David Lametti is a piece of shit. Um, if you don't, if you haven't been following along, David Lametti is the attorney general that replaced Jody Wilson-Raybould after the SNC scandal uh, broke out, that the Globe and Mail that Globe and Mail broke the story, so there's that. David Lebetti replaced J- Jody Wilson Raybould, and then the first thing he did was got the got SNC Lavalin the Deferred Prosecution Agreement, the DPA. That's the first thing he did. To save Justin Trudeau's friends. Uh, SNC is also heavily speculated in being behind human trafficking coming from Ukraine, Taiwan, and I believe there's a port out in Africa. So, there's that. Oh god, there's so much crap. David, like, David Lametti is a piece of shit. He's the same guy that came out during the trucker rally saying that if you're a Trump supporter, I would be terror. I would be. I'd be worried about your bank accounts being frozen and assets being seized. That's not dictatorship, though. Mark Gertson, he he's in the same category as uh, as David Meddy. He's a piece of shit. He will make fun of Canadians, he will insult Canadians, he'll berate Canadians, but he will never actually stand with Canadians. Mark Gertson is, like, the absolute worst human being you could ever meet. He's up there with Yagmeet Singh. Only sad thing is, Mark Gertson was actually born in this nation. (sighs) Mark Gertson's family immigrated to Canada, and yet he treats everybody like utter fucking crap because we're beneath him. He makes money off the backs of the working class. But if the working class refuse to fucking work and refuse to pay their taxes, how do you make money? How do you get your raises? Like, these liberals don't think things through and the power that the people have over them. (laughs) Justin Trudeau, David Lametti... Mark Gerson have this perverted concept of democracy that it, that no longer tiptoes along socialism, co- uh, communism. It no longer tiptoes along those lines. It's more in your face, 
fuck you, we're doing this shit. Whether you like it or not, we are going to take your rights away, and you're going to be okay with it. Uh, then there's uh, Seamus, or whatever the fuck you want to call him, I call him Justin Trudeau's little butt puppet buddy. <sighs> like, this Seamus guy is a complete tool. He talks about justice and equality. Justice, like, you know, unlawful search and seizure against Canadians who are supporting uh, in all in all definite like in all aspects it's a charity because all the proceeds were going to the veterans because the Canadian government's not giving any money to the veterans because they're asking for more than they can than they can afford to give right now but that's okay we can give 200 million dollars to Ukraine but we can't help the clean drinking water I'll get to the clean drinking water in a moment because growing up through uh, two, three E. coli scares. Uh, I got some information about that. So we'll get to that in a moment. But these three individuals just are four individuals because Seamus comes out and says, oh yeah, it's about justice and equality. Justice like search and seizure um, and arresting protesters, arresting pastors. That's, that's justice. Living by the Charter of Rights and Freedoms is is justified to be illegal in Canada. The and then he speaks of equality. What equality? The unvaccinated people can't leave this country, can't work in this country without being discriminated against, without having to be stepping on eggshells. Like, that is the most ridiculous thing. It, it's irritating to the point of it being monotonous and you can't deal with it and these liberals completely disregard what's happening in taiwan and shanghai they disregard that entirely herding them up like cattle sticking them in pens just so they can get vaccinated Cat oh let's not forget bagging up their cats and killing their fucking pets let's not forget that Oh. <laughs> and then there's Yagmeet Singh. Oh, Yagmeet Singh. How do you get, how do you destroy your party? Easy. Call out Justin Trudeau on camera and then go behind closed doors and make a backroom deal with, with the liberals. Just so you can survive another three years. Off the backs of taxpayers, because let's face it, NDP, NDP, the Conservatives, Bloc Quebecois, Green Party, all heavily subsidized by the Liberal Party of Canada using tax dollars. And Young Meet Singh smiles and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it wasn't for him, the Emergencies Act never would have been invoked. He could have sided with the people, but he sided with his bank account and his job. You don't, like, you... Like, people are risking their jobs, and people have been risking their lives for the past two years working through this deadly, the most deadliest pandemic ever. People like myself who worked steadily for two fucking years, and as soon as they're like, oh crap, the natural immunity herd is has more of a chance of survival from COVID than the people that are vaccinated. So they try to cover it up. They try to make excuses and 
reasons as to why the, vac the unvaccinated need to be segregated from society. And they're lifting all these restrictions for the vaccinated, but nothing about the unvaccinated, the travel restrictions. And of course, Yagmeet Singh doesn't talk about the workers and the working class, the ones that have been working steadily for the two years and have lost their jobs because we're unfit to work, because we don't want to take part in, a med in this medical treatment that has nothing to do with a virus. It's more about fucking control and forcing people to conform. People have the right to choose whether they want to conform to whatever fucking thing they want to conform to. You can't fucking force it. You can't fucking pressure it. You leave it the fuck alone and you allow the person to make up their own fucking minds. Then you have these fucking mad fucking lunatic psychopaths in the WEF. Like Klaus Schwab secondhand saying that we're all hackable animals. Last time I checked, I'm not owned by any. Last time I checked, I'm my own person. I'm allowed to think. I'm allowed to feel the way I feel. And right now, I feel utterly pissed off because the government overreach within Canada is so fucking high. It, it goes through municipal, provincial, and federal. It, the overreach is right in there. And it's all overreach into Ottawa. So... All I have to say is Ottawa needs to stay the fuck out of Manitoba and let our premier deal with our issues, but she won't deal with her issues because she's incompetent and doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. If that sounds fucking familiar, look at who's fucking running this country. A fucking pedophile, a dumbass pedophile who doesn't know his ass from a fucking hole in the ground, who, t who, let's face it, takes him 40 fucking attempts to hammer in one fucking nail. This guy just never worked a day in his fucking life, doesn't know how to work. He, he knows how to sit there with his hand out and have that big, nice little silver spoon hanging out of the corner of his fucking mouth. Because let's face it, he thinks his shit don't stink. But I'm lucky. I'm lucky I found a job. I, it's lucky to have these skills that you've worked and acquired through your life, and you can actually use these and utilize them to help you find other fucking work. Justin Trudeau doesn't know how to do anything else. Yagmeet Singh, same thing. David Lametti, same fucking thing. And he's supposed to be a fucking professor of law, and he's constantly breaking the law and giving away judicial jobs to his liberal buddies. Everybody seems to have forgotten that. Oh, God, and they're all fucking criminals. They're all fucking pedophiles. You can't fucking shake... You can't fucking turn your head without saying, Hey, oh, crap, that guy looks like a pedophile. Look at Stephen Gilbert. Stephen Gilbert just looks like he'll steal your child and take her to a black bush. This guy comes out on, on an international scale and admits to being an activist. If you're an activist, you're completely, completely 100% biased to your role. So... Yeah, you're an activist against the oil and gas sector, but you have nothing to replace it with. What renewable resource are you going to replace oil and gas with? Air and solar doesn't work in Canada, or months are too short. And in Manitoba, it will never, <laughs> it will never work. Because there's days where it's nice and calm, there's no fucking wind. There's days where it's nice and sunny, and the majority of the time in the summer, let's face it, it's fucking gray and muggy out. 
that's just Manitoba weather because Central Province, we get we get the shit weather. We're the toilet bowl. Toilet bowl to the east and toilet bowl to the west. Oh, so. And people need to be careful. People need to watch out, like I said, about the water. Starting the beginning of, I'm going to say tomorrow night, I'm going to start boiling my own water. I recommend if you live in within Winnipeg, boil your water at least two to three times. And make sure you have jugs. Because our water has been contaminated. It honestly, water does have a distinct taste to it and, and has, you know, it has some sort of taste to it. To set it apart from bottled water or from Culligan water. And the taste is, it, it just tastes off. It just, you need to boil your water. Uh, that's all I really have to say. I, like I said, I grew up through three E. coli scares. And we had a phrase growing up that if it's brown, drink it down. If it's black, send it back. Yeah, we ripped it off from the Simpsons. But it worked. <laughs> And if it was brown, we just boiled it two or three times and it would clear up. Um, that That's just because of the town of Balmoral not having uh, proper sewer and water. We're still going off artesian wells and uh, property wells. Yeah, you would have to have, you know, like King Septic Service coming in and pump out your fucking septic tank. Uh, right, so, <laughs> I'm gonna go to the environmental side because I find it fucking hilarious that people are talking about climate change, climate change. Yeah, they've been preaching this shit since the fucking 90s and nothing, <laughs> nothing catastrophic in, when it has come to the climate has ever fucking happened. In 25 years, nothing has really, really fucking happened. I can even go back further, like, in an extra five years, within 30 fucking years. Nothing catastrophic has happened when, as it pertains to the climate. You know, talking about the ozone depletion, but then the ozone fixed itself because people were doing their diligence because, one, people weren't buying that shit anymore. Just like this, this freaking carbon tax. The carbon tax or as I like to call it, the clean air consumption tax, because let's face it, they're, they're taxing us for breathing. They don't want us breathing their air for free. Because these elitist globalists, they're, they're all, they're like the seagulls from Finding Nemo. Where they're like, mine, 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 that's, that's a liberal. Mine, 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 yeah. 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 It's all yours, it's all yours. And just like a true liberal, they think that people are their property and they have the right to tell them what to do. And if you don't do it, you can't work and you can't fucking travel. And the whole reason the Liberal Party is not lifting these mandates is because of the digital ID program that is in place. And that's the one thing that is holding this all together. And if one domino falls out of any of it, like say if it's Biden, Trudeau, Arden in New Zealand, Johnson in UK, Trudeau, like it, any of these major puzzles fall, like George Soros, 
in my brief hiatus, George Soros, Russia has inter has issued an international arrest warrant for George Soros. And and at the same time, China Xi Jinping called George Soros a domestic a domestic terrorist while he is allowing in Shanghai <laughs> and condoning locking down the, pe the, the people of Shanghai. And the people of Shanghai are so depressed that they're killing themselves by jumping out of their fucking windows. That's what's happening in the fucking world. Nobody bats an eye. And everybody's like, oh, I stand with Ukraine. Yeah, you're standing with fucking Nazis. Justin, the only reason Justin Trudeau stands with the Ukraine is because he has money invested in Ukraine. Because how else is the money going from the Bank of Canada? He won't go directly through. He won't, he won't make it a direct payment. It has to go through certain sources. So he'll transfer money through the through Ukraine to launder it to the Chinese Infrastructure Bank, thinking, oh, well, we won't get caught. And I like seeing polls on Twitter, especially when they're like, oh, who do you trust more, Putin or Trudeau? I was actually surprised. I was I thought there'd be more people, you know, standing with Trudeau. I also saw online that... Uh, Justin Trudeau's popularity is now at, he's at 16%, which means that he isn't popular within this country at all. It's just going to get worse for him, and it's over. Even, even, even people in Ukraine are even saying, like, the war is done Zelensky's just gonna fold because Azov doesn't have the numbers and Russia does. Russia does have have what it takes to make it through this denazification and cleansing of Ukraine because that's all it is. When when you listen to Putin's speech, and you watch Putin's speech before he went into Ukraine, there is certain indications that can, and there are certain telling signs to indicate if somebody's lying, stammering over certain words, uh, eye contact, loss of focus, jitteriness, uh, you know, constantly shifting, twitchy, and basically being... I'm 100% unsure of what you're saying to be true and not believing it. And it's all about inflection and tone of voice, too. That's a good indicator as to if somebody's lying. And if you watch the Senate, in the Senate, in Canadian Senate, uh, Mr. Gould or Gold or whatever you call him, who speaks on behalf of the Liberal Party for a lot of their ominous bills and policies, he does not believe what he's saying to be factual or even fucking true. He knows he's lying and he knows that none of these bills make any sense because it has nothing to do 
with combating a virus. It has more to do with control, controlling what we hear and see. That way they can actually, you know, fix the narratives to whatever, whatever they deem necessary. That's why I feel that Klaus Schwab, when he wrote the book, The Great Narrative, it has a lot to do with that and controlling the media and what we hear and see a lot, a lot more brainwashing and pushing the fear and warmongering and all that crap. So I, I pay attention. Like I, this is what I see happening and how people still buy it is beyond me. I, I don't understand how people can still buy this crap and sit there and say, hey, uh, th this makes sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. So therefore, it's a fucking lie. Them pushing all these different narratives one after another, like boom, 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 boom. These these stories, these, these agendas, these narratives that they're pushing through happening all at once, one after another within like a week at a time. Is showing you one thing. They're caught. They're throwing everything out all at once. Everything that's supposed to happen within the next 10 fucking years or eight years now <laughs> is all happening all at once. The digital ID wasn't supposed to come in until 2025. 2030 is when they completely got get rid of the gas and oil and focus on electric vehicles and all that crap. And by by twenty third by twenty thirty, Burroughs is supposed to own nothing and be happy about it. So they're rushing all this thing, and it's supposed to go till twenty fifty, and that's that's the funny thing is that that they think that this they can keep this going, and bypass certain constitutions and them coming out with the the World Health Organization, the guy and the director's not even a fucking doctor. He's a complete failure as a health minister, and he's writing up a constitution to basically upend all constitutions so the World Health Organization can call a pandemic whenever they fucking want. So that just basically means that the world is going to be in a constant state of emergency because of this pandemic. That's what they want. That's what they, they're wanting to do. And Klaus Schwab thinks... Oh, we have the UN, the UN military. That's all well and good. That doesn't support the entire fucking globe rebelling. It doesn't help that. You may think that, oh, we have the numbers. No, you don't have the fucking numbers. You're badly outnumbered. The people in Canada, the, the, the reason why they're giving these shots, these, these, these bullshit fake scenes to animals and zoos, it's because nobody in the country fucking wants a booster. Like, everybody was under the perception and under the, this sick, twisted ideal, that idea that, you know, if you take one shot, you don't have to get another shot. Then they're talking about a second shot, and people are like, okay, very kind of skeptical, and then they go and fucking do it. And they're like, okay, you know what? It's just two shots. That's it. It's just two shots. Then they then they hear within four months, oh, I need a booster? Why the fuck do I need a booster? Like, uh, this isn't, this doesn't seem like a regular vaccine. And as soon as I heard, oh, there's going to be a second shot, I'm just like, wait a minute. Because I was on, I was kind of on the fence because I'm like, you know what, I might have to get this shot in order to keep working. 
Then as soon as I heard about a second shot, I'm like, this isn't a vaccine at all. A vaccine requires one fucking shot. The MMR vaccine, one fucking shot. That's all it was. The measles, mumps, rubella vaccine, one fucking shot. That's it. And people are like, oh, oh, it's, it's the exact same. No, it isn't. If it requires more than one shot, it's not a vaccine at all. Right now, you're playing Russian roulette with a fucking needle. And I know friends that have played that fucking game. Like... And if I see one more person asking about Winnipeg and saying, oh, uh, how come they're keeping everything concealed? How come Trudeau's keeping everything concealed about uh, Winnipeg? Because he knew about absolutely everything. He is Klaus Schwab's golden boy. You know the golden boy in Winnipeg? That's Trudeau in Klaus Schwab's eyes. And... Lately, I've been th trying to think about how this could end. Because it's going to end in favor of the people. Uh, will we go back down to a two-party system after we get rid of all the World Health or the World Economic Forum agents and get them out of Canada, out of North America, completely drain, drain our political system? Or systems? So, with all that, basically anybody that's, in, that's complicit in, in these actions of crimes against humanity, criminal malfeasance, uh, high treason, are automatically banished from Canada. Names ripped right from the history books. Like, there's no, like, if Trudeau goes down, the CRTC agreement, as we know it, is gone. Uh, and that's Justin Trudeau's fault. Uh, the CRTC agreement, in my eyes, shouldn't even be in existence. I find it to be complete bullshit, especially when it, it pertains to 30% Canadian content and the 70% is American. I think it should be, you play whatever you fucking want. <laughs> if you want to play American music, play fucking American music. If you want to play Canadian music, play Canadian fucking music. That's the great thing about fucking music. It's so diverse. Uh, basically, the name Trudeau is just torn from the history books. Uh, Pierre Elliott Trudeau. Uh, he was the original original funder of the FLQ, and people seem to have forgotten that. Uh, Justin Trudeau likes to go into our, our archives and erase a bunch of shit and get rid of and delete a lot of shit. Uh, I can't find the Truth and Reconciliation report from Brian Mulroney in night that was signed in nineteen eighty two. There's nothing about it. It's been completely removed from the archives in Canada, which is fucked up because I was told about that agreement when I was in high school. So it's, to me, it's still there. And it's kind of burning the bridge of Ukrainians looking to come to Canada, which I am adamantly against because I think that they should 
go to Russia or go to surrounding territories for free for safety. Um, I'd go with the Rus Russian soldiers because how they've been acting throughout this whole thing is them being very, very civil and polite to the Ukrainian citizens. Uh, so, I like my warning to the Ukrainian refugees thinking of coming to Canada. Yeah, your visa is good for six months, but you can't leave this country unless you're vaccinated. So if you come here and you're unvaccinated, you can't go back to Ukraine unless you're vaccinated. Don't trust Trudeau. He, he's Kalinsky. He's the Canadian version of Kalinsky. Like, <laughs> I don't know what else to say <laughs> about that. It, it's just... It's just fucked up. And then I see a picture of George Soros with a side-by-side -side of Vladimir Kalinsky. And I'm just like, holy fuck, they look the same. <laughs> oh my god, like, no wonder Soros has been propping up Kalinsky. Illegitimate son. Oh, but it's all going to come to a head. It's all going to come to an end. When? Who cares? Like, I don't care anymore. Like, there's a thing about me where I stopped giving a shit. Uh, I stopped giving a shit back in two years, two years ago. And then up until now, I've been making, trying to make fun of absolutely anything that comes out of a politician's mouth. Like Pierre Polyev. Where the fuck was he for two fucking years? Yeah, I get that he was fighting for, against Bill C-10 and all that. And he was. He was a strong voice against that bill. But where was he when our fundamental rights were being trampled on? Where was he saying, um, these vaccine mandates make no fucking sense right from the get-go? He didn't call out the WEF. He didn't say anything about that. He didn't say anything about the Rothschilds controlling the banks of Can the Bank of Canada, which they do. Because there was talks years and years ago. Uh, during Mulroney, when there was talk about decentralizing the currency in Canada and going to the gold standard because we had enough gold in our reserves. We don't have any gold in our reserves. We don't have a whole lot of silver either. It's all been drained. And if you don't, if you think that I'm lying, you can actually go and look that up that our reserves have been drained over the past seven years. <sighs> so, where did that money go? Was it the remittance payments going into Ukraine? under and Or was it the money that was under the disguise of foreign aid going into Ukraine or China? Oh... So, there's too much, there's too much shit going on. Uh, like, I don't pay attention to the celebrity shit, like uh, the Oscars and all that. I don't pay attention to it because, one, they're actors. They're paid to entertain. 
Uh, Will Smith smacking Chris Rock. I've never seen anybody that gets smacked and just stands there and does nothing. Doesn't Grimace and Payne just stands there? Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Yeah, um, usually if, when somebody smacks you, you can hold your fucking face. You don't take the smack and stand there. That just shows how big a bitch you are. You didn't react. You didn't. Usually if a guy go, comes up and gets slapped, their gut reaction is to swing back. That's instincts. That's male instincts. Is your gut reaction, if someone comes up and smacks you, is you swing back. Or if you're an asshole like me, you stand there and fucking take it. And if they ask you if you want another, don't say yeah. Because nine times out of ten, they'll hit you. And that's, that, that's what's happening in this country is there's too many people standing idly by and just watching and getting hit in the face and just smiling and taking it. Just like Chris Rock. And I've never seen anybody, if they smack somebody, wind up and smack somebody like Will Smith smacked Chris Rock. Because if there was any actual intent behind it, he would have found up and fucking cracked him. This is an actor that portrayed Muhammad Ali. And was in the movie I Am Legend. And in Independence Day, like... This is a big-time fucking actor. <laughs> A-list celebrity who's been to Jeff been to Epstein's Island. And right now, it's a, it's, it's a game. It's a big game. It's like Kevin Bacon. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Six degrees of Petal Island. Who's been there? Justin Trudeau has. Joe Biden has, Hunter Biden has, Bill Clinton has, Hillary Clinton has, Kevin Spacey, Rachel Sands, Jimmy Fallon, Alec Baldwin, I, the list goes on and on, Tom Hanks. They've all been there, they've all been there. And more information is coming out about Justin Trudeau and his non-disclosure agreement that he paid off a, a child. I said this two years ago that Justin Trudeau is a pedophile. Nobody fucking agree nobody fucking believed me. No, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. You're just making shit up to be funny. No, no, no. My type of fucking comedy, I'm, I see shit, I make fun of it. That's what I do. It's a hobby. I don't make money off of doing this shit. <laughs> Should I? Probably. I don't care, though. Like, money doesn't mean a whole whack load to me. As long as I have the funds to make sure I have a roof over my head, my bills covered, I don't care. I don't care about cash. Because I never grew up having a buttload of cash, and I've only known how to do one thing my entire life, and that is to fucking work. Unlike a lot of the politicians who 
don't know what it's like to work or have completely forgotten what it is, what it's like to actually hold a job. And I love the people in Ottawa and, and these, these maskers who are all about the masks. I'm saying it's too soon. No, it's not too soon. <laughs> to them, it's right on time. <laughs> oh, so much shit happening. It's hard to keep track of it. Like, maybe maybe I shouldn't go two two to two to two and a half weeks in between doing podcasts. Maybe I should make it more of a weekly thing. Uh, the reason behind the delay of my of my podcast this time is because, you know, when you're threatened with an addiction notice, you gotta prioritize and focus on one thing and focus on getting a fucking job so the addiction doesn't happen. Because that happens, I have nowhere to go. Uh, so, <laughs> I focused my attention on getting a job and that's what I did because now I'm back to being your working patriot. I fell back on a, on a skill I, I acquired over my 25 years of working. So I've been working since I was 13. I started at my own, started working for my uncle who always paid cash under the table, never taxed or anything, but it was still a job. He still paid us to work and then that developed into me working at a cemetery when I was 15. Yes, I worked at a cemetery. I cut grass at a cemetery. Fucking weird. And here's what I recommend. If you're cutting grass at a cemetery, don't do acid. Because that just, that, that ruins your fucking day. Do not drop acid and cut grass at a cemetery. You start seeing hands. It scares the shit out of you. Makes you, makes you not want to work at a cemetery. And then, you know, I've held other jobs throughout the years, but like I said, I've been working since I was 13, which I, I can say in the, these politicians like David Lametti, Mark Gerson, Seamus, Justin Trudeau, Anthony Hor uh, Horsefather, or whatever his name is, they don't know what it's like to fucking work. They know what it's like to bitch and cry and complain about not getting their way. They know how to belittle and slander Canadians and then say that we're the ones that are giving feeding disinformation and slandering other Canadians. And as one European Union member of Parliament of uh, European Parliament said, please spare us your presence. Alright, so that's that's my podcast for today. Um, let me know what you think, if you enjoyed it, whatever. Uh, again, like, I'm at, I'm at the brink where I don't care. <laughs> so if you enjoyed it, you enjoyed it. If you didn't, you didn't. Uh, get this. Going around, because, again, these are my thoughts. These are just my opinions on the matter at hand. Because there's a lot of things that aren't being told. Uh... I'm going to get more information on Elon Musk, so I, I have my own opinions and thoughts on Elon Musk and how he has controlled opposition 
and how he is basically trying to control free speech on on social media. All right, so that's my podcast. I'm going to, like I said, going to get more information on Elon Musk, and then he, he's put under the full light. Uh, Yagmeet Singh, he's just a joke in himself. Like, I didn't really touch much on him, but he's a fucking joke in himself. He has absolutely zero credibility or honesty behind him. He's a complete fucking liar. But that's my show. Hope you enjoyed it. Hold the line. It's... We're just coming through the storm. The pendulum is swinging. It's going to end. Hold the line. Peace, love, unity, and respect, guys.